0: Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life.
1: Time to talk some basketball. Uh, our Otago Nuggets, the SENZ Otago Nuggets team, are currently second on the sales NBL ladder after a solid weekend on the road. Uh, so we're pretty happy about happy about that around the studio. But uh, across the league, there's been plenty of uh, exciting action uh, and pretty well attended as well. Uh, on top of that, the uh, Tall Blacks have named an ex- extended squad ahead of uh, next month's clash with the Philippines. Of course, World Cup qualifiers, uh, plus the NBA playoffs are getting down to more than the business end. They uh, are almost at the end of one uh, particular conference final and the other one is still up for grabs. Uh, joining us now to talk uh, basketball, uh, all of those matters, uh, of course, is uh, Hoops head uh, commentator as well, uh, Justin Nelson, former CEO of the NBL. Uh, th- thanks for joining us, Justin, this morning. Been a busy time for basketball.
0: Hey, Smithy, Yeah, it has, mate. Thanks for having me. It's um, Yeah, if you love your hoops, there's a fair bit going on at the moment, both here in New Zealand and, and certainly around the world. It's pretty exciting.
1: Okay, let's look at um, the local action first, if we can, uh, Justin. Uh, Auckland Tuatara hit the ground running, of course. They look like uh, they're a pretty well organised uh, franchise. New name, of course. Um, but uh, they they, uh, they slipped up against the Bayhawks at the weekend. Uh, that was a thriller, 75 74.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a great game. I was out at that game and went right down to the wire. Chris Johnson, who's the star for the Tuatara, uh, kept them in it down the stretch with a, a couple of big triples, and it all came down to a little bit of foul shooting at the end, and, uh, and the Hawks got away with what was a very good win on the road.
1: What's been the strength for you in this Tuatara franchise initially, anyway?
0: Oh, look, I think the Twin Towers. I mean, Rob Lowe and Chris Johnson are both six foot eleven, incredibly tough to stop. They can step outside and, and hit the three ball. You know, they're very powerful inside the paint and defensively they're solid players as well. And they're good at the pass, you know. They're, they're really good at dishing out the dimes to the guards who uh, sit around the perimeter. So they're a tough unit to stop. Dan Fortu comes into that team maybe as early as this Saturday night against the Bulls and that just takes them to a whole new level. They're an exciting team.
1: Okay, and the Bayhawks, uh, they lost the first one, first up um, to the Franklin Bulls from memory, but uh, they're now three and two, showing signs of, uh, of improvement. Yeah, they
0: are. Look, there's only one win that separates the top five at the moment and two wins that separates the top eight. So it's an incredibly tough competition that's going to continue to change week in, week out. I mean, you even look at the six games coming up this week in the cells NBL, and man, they are tough to pick winners.
1: Right, let's. Uh, we're, we're, of course, uh, got a vested interest in uh, the Otago Nuggets, uh, Justin. And uh, they had a slow start to the season while they were waiting for players to arrive, except uh, and, and that wasn't uncommon to a lot of the franchises, actually. But now it looks like everything's sort of coming into place for them. Uh, they had a good weekend, uh, uh, 87-72 over the Jets, 83-66 over the Franklin Bulls. So uh, do they become a contender now? Oh, they're a big contender.
0: There's no question about that. You know, their win over the Bulls was high class, really, really tough. Some physical stuff. You know, their three imports are firing. Sam Timmins very good. And Nico McCulloch, I mean, he absolutely jumped out of the gym uh, in that game against the Bulls and uh, came out firing. And then, I, to be honest, I don't think they got out of second gear against the Jets. It was a good way to close out a road double. They head back uh, south. They've got a huge weekend coming up um, starting with a, a real deep south rivalry uh, clash against the um, against the Southland Sharks. But, look, the Nuggets have got the best starting unit in the competition. Uh, if they can keep their five starters healthy, playing decent minutes, uh, they're going to get the job done, and I think they're going to figure uh, in the final six in a big, big way come August.
1: The Giants took down the Rams at home, 85-77, uh, pretty close for quite some period of time. Uh, I know that uh, you're a big fan of, of Jared West. Uh, we'll get to him very mm. shortly. But how about uh, the influence that Trey Morning is having on, on this particular franchise?
0: Yeah, look, he he's a class act. I mean, he's scoring big points, doing well off the board. He brings other players into it. He's a menace. He's really hard to stop. He's not afraid to put the ball on the floor either. Uh, he is all class. Uh, the Giants actually add a third import to their team for this week's game as well. So all of a sudden, everyone's buzzing in Nelson. They've had sold-out crowds for every home game so far, and there's a real genuine anticipation that this could be the year of the Giants.
1: Why is Jared West uh, someone that the kids uh, of tomorrow should be looking up to? What, is, what are his attributes? Well, I think he's closer
0: to the ground, like most of us are. So, so that certainly helps for those kids with aspirations who may not be, uh, you know, six foot six, six foot seven. Uh, he's a he's a six foot guard. Uh, he just has incredible tenacity, high basketball IQ, reads the game really, really well, and he's just nonstop, Smithy. I mean, he he just has this thirst uh, for work rate. He just continues to go, go, go. Um, supports his teammates really, really well. Has a good understanding with the coach, Mike Fitchett. Um, and he's just a defensive powerhouse. Can shoot, can score, can do all of those things. But he is a tough player to get past. And right now, he's probably the best point guard in the cell's NBL. He's an exciting player to watch.
1: Taranaki is 197.86 over the Southland Sharks. Anthony Hilliard running hot there.
0: Yeah, new import into the country. A lot of experienced global player has uh, been a real traveller around the world, came in, made his uh, mark uh, first up and great win for the Ares. Um, all of a sudden the Sharks are two and four and they've got a massive game against the Nuggets coming up. Um, a little bit of unfamiliar territory for the Sharks. Great win for the Ares and that's going to get those locals around that team. Um, now that they've got some imports into that team, they start to toughen up. Uh, I think the airs could be on the rise over the next few weeks.
1: Well, we mentioned that the Rams had lost to the Giants, but they did bounce back the next day uh, with a 95-89 win over the uh, the Saints. Uh, with uh, a new import Matua Maka, uh, looking good with uh, 16 points and 14 rebounds, what does his arrival bring to the Canterbury roster?
0: Well, it brings a six foot eleven uh, championship winning uh, player from the Sydney Kings. He's a South Sudanese Australian. Um, great athleticism, huge wingspan. Uh, I saw this game on on Sunday. He was the difference. He was definitely the difference down the stretch. Um, looks after the ball, makes good decisions. A terrific inclusion for the Rams. It really strengthens them up. They've got, um, well, they've got really good depth. You know, they go eight players deep, maybe even nine players deep now. So. Good addition for the Rams. It was a great win for them. The Saints are 0-4. and four. You talk about unfamiliar territory. Mm. They're right in it at the moment. But, you know, they had one import up against three imports. They do have some good local players, the Saints. They've got Xavier Cooks coming in. Uh, they're going to strengthen up. I think it'll only take eight wins to make the top six. So if you're a Saints fan, just be calm, be patient. They'll get rolling really, really soon.
1: Justin, you've been uh, associated with uh, the local basketball scene for quite some time and and during this conversation already we've mentioned imports a lot uh that's great for the franchises they attract people to come and watch etc because they add to the quality of the game but what about the locals Uh, are we developing uh we're developing local talent the way we should be in your eyes
0: i think we're developing local talent better than ever before um you know these imports come in and they help that development uh they help boost the league they give the league a real profile but you know the Australian NBL season just gone had 20 players uh, come out of the cells NBL. Uh, there's no single league in the world that provides more players to the Australian NBL than right here in New Zealand, and a lot of those players are Kiwis on their pathway. You know, stepping stones through the competition here into the Australian NBL and and maybe onto bigger and better things globally around the world. So. I think the development is stronger than ever before. Um, you know, there's, there's more than 100 kids, boys and girls, over in collegiate basketball in the U.S. Oh. Uh, we're seeing Dan Fortu come back this week. Uh, so, yeah, the development's better than ever before. What these imports do is they give the league real status. They bring the crowds in. Crowds are bigger and better than ever before, and uh, it does help develop the young talent coming through. I mean, look at Alex McNord at the Giants, now playing alongside Jared West. I mean, Alex McNord, young guy, really trying to find his feet. He's just gone to a new level playing beside a quality American this season.
1: That's good news. Uh, there is really good news. And uh, we know that uh, the numbers at uh, secondary school level are, are just going through the roof. It's probably the strongest sport in terms of development out of school at the moment. Uh, I think rugby and cricket and those uh, former major sports uh, would be jealous when you look at the numbers uh, wanting to play basketball. But, uh, of course, it's such a tough pathway, isn't it? You mentioned the leagues around the world, et cetera, but only a very small percentage, of course, get to, to that point.
0: Well, certainly through to the NBA, yeah, absolutely. You know, we're seeing more Kiwis than ever before, as I said, in the Australian NBA. And we're starting to see a lot of Kiwis uh, play in Europe and some in Asia now as well, coaches, uh, but also the women's game. You know, the the new To'ihi league that is coming uh, in June this year, that's going to bring a lot of Kiwis home. I, I think, unfortunately, over the years, Smithy, that you know New Zealanders haven't really seen how good our women are at basketball because they've had to apply their trade overseas. They're now coming home into this new league with the pay parity and the opportunity to earn some money at home. We're about to see women's basketball explode in this country as well uh, through this competition and the fact that our very best players now have a competition on home soil that they can play in.
1: And that feeds well, of course, into the Tall Blacks, uh, Justin And and just named an extended squad of 33 to face the Philippines And the World Cup Asian qualifier Uh, What have you made of that squad?
0: Well, I think they named everyone by you and I Uh, 33 players, um, (laughs) you know, it's a big squad It's going to come down to 12 uh, for that game against the the Philippines For the World Cup Asian qualifiers Uh, 22 players uh, out of the cells, NBL. So you talk about the development of homegrown players uh, in this competition. 22 players, but some notable absences as well: Ruben Tarangi, uh, Rob Lowe, Izzy Liartha, Ty Webster, Isaac Fortu. So there's a lot more players, you know, depth-wise, um, that could make this comp- uh, this uh, this squad. I really like what Perro Cameron has done. We're going to see some fresh faces. We're going to see some rising talent. They take on the Philippines. The Kiwis are currently three zip in that group um, and looking really, really good. And, of course, it leads into the Asia Cup that comes up in July where New Zealand takes on India, Lebanon and Philippines. It's the qualifiers for the World Cup first. We've already made the Asia Cup, but it's a huge few months coming up for the Tall Blacks. Exciting time.
1: Exciting times uh, for them, but exciting times as well for basketball fans because uh, we're at the, the crux end of the NBA, Golden State uh, 3-0 up over uh, Dallas in the Western Conference. No coming back for Luca and the boys from there, you'd think? I don't
0: think so. Jeez, he's exciting to watch, though, isn't he? I mean, he's just uh, taken the basketball world by storm. I think we all knew already that he was a star, but what he's done through the NBA playoffs is just next level. He's so much fun to watch. But the Warriors 3-zip up, as you said, and they'll move on from here. I mean, they're very experienced. You know, Clay Thompson, um, Steph Curry, uh, Drummond Green, they've all been there before, so they know what they're doing. They'll move on. That'll be a sweep. Uh, it's the other matchup, the other conference final, that is really uh, getting a lot of people talking. The Heat getting that win on the road. They're 2-1 up over the Celtics. They go into battle again today. Everyone I know is on the Celtics. The Heat just continue to fly under the radar. And right now, I mean, if they got that game today, uh, they are odds mm. on from here.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that I really. And the other thing about it is, that every now and then you you look you look at home advantage in the playoffs, and you think it's a massive thing, but it hasn't um it hasn't always been the case, particularly in this series.
0: No, I agree. It hasn't translated. You're right, and you know there's been some blowouts too. It, it seems that when a team you know gets to that fifteen twenty up, uh, you know they've got the foot on the throat. Uh, we've seen you know we've seen a few blowouts through uh, through these playoffs, so. Look, don't don't count the Celtics out. They're a very good team. They're incredibly well coached. We know they've got star factor. Uh, Are are they still a big chance? Of course they're a big chance. But it just surprises me that everyone uh, right throughout, to be honest, has has basically ignored the heat. And all of a sudden now, you know, they're within two games. And if they get today uh, and head home, uh, it's going to be tough for Boston.
1: We're going to continue the basketball theme, of course, uh, tomorrow night with you guys on Hoop Heads. What have you got lined up?
0: (laughs) Well, Casey and I never like to give too much away, but... uh... There'll be a couple of players joining us. There'll be a mystery tipster, as always, and and knowing Casey, he'll have some uh, some gems for us throughout the show. It's lighthearted. It's a bit of fun. And if you haven't uh, joined us on Hoopheads yet, you are missing out. It's um, it's an hour of power and fun and laughs, and uh, we enjoy talking hoops. Uh, Sam Brief will be joining us again from Chicago to talk all things NBA as well. We'll know a little bit more about how these playoffs are set up uh, when we head into that show tomorrow night.
1: Yep, all eyes on the NBA and listen to uh, Hoop tomorrow night uh, on SCNZ, folks, 9 o'clock uh, with uh, Justin Nelson and Casey Frank. And guests, look forward to that, mate. Thanks so much for your input this morning on enlightening us to the local scene. So glad to hear it's in such great shape in your mind, of course. You've had such a history with it. Thanks for your time.
0: Hey, my pleasure. Thank you.